This is the intro before the intro, so hello, welcome. The podcast audio that you're about to hear is actually taken from the YouTube video because hello, welcome to the Tana Talks podcast. We're a year old and we're launching a YouTube channel. So the audio is a little bit off, still learning a little bit. Not that off though, still pretty good. My friend Bree, shout out to Brianna Golden, who literally is the reason that I came back to church. She's the random girl that invited me to the church conference and now she is the girl who's literally helping me produce a YouTube channel because she did the video she did the audio and that's a very full circle moment I'm very shook up about this I'm very shook that we made it a year I didn't think we would either we made it I'm very shook that people listen I'm very shook that at the end of the year last year when the tickety talkities took it offity um and now we're here together And I have prayed for every person that's listened to this always. And I pray that it found the right people always. So no matter what you believe, who you are, where you are in this world, in this life, I don't care what you believe. I don't care what your background is. I don't care what you've been through. Your story matters. You matter to me and you belong here. This is the space where healing and comedy can come together, where we can have real talks with real people. We can laugh. We can cry. We can all just whatever we're feeling can come out. And that's what I've wanted for this whole year and that's what we've created and I'm so grateful for you. So I haven't been able to watch the YouTube video. I haven't been able to listen to the audio. I don't know what I said. I am so cringe and I am, I've lost weight, but you know, you always look bigger on the camera. I can't watch it on the camera. So I'm getting there guys. It's a very traumatic story. I need to like put some trigger warnings out there. It's trauma. So I love you guys. I'm thankful beyond words for you. Um, so here we go. What's up, guys? My name's Montana. I'm the host of the Tana Talks podcast, and this is my first YouTube podcast video. I don't know what we would call this, but hello, hi, welcome. This is the one year of the Tana Talks podcast, and... Believe it or not, we made it a year. I didn't think we would either, but we did. We're here. We're surviving. We're thriving. And there is new friends here from TikTok. We're growing. It's been a year. I feel like I'm giving birth to a baby. And one of my friends did text me that they had a dream I was pregnant. And I'm pregnant with you. So, hi. I'm pregnant with you. I'm glad that you're here. I'm giving birth to this vision right now on my YouTube channel. Because, oh, that's so cringe to say. I have a YouTube channel. Um, yeah. (laughs) What am I doing? Don't stop it, Brie. I have my friend here and she's trying to stop the video and I'm finally in a rhythm. This is where I thrive. She's like, this is going to be so fun, Montana, because like, we never know what you're going to say. That's where I thrive when y'all don't know what I'm about to say. But, <clears throat> serious. <clears throat> I have a very traumatic story and I started this podcast because for a very long time, I thought that my story didn't matter. I thought that everyone else story matters and that God cared about everyone else and could use everyone else but me. I thought I was too far gone and too far lost and for so long I believed that but then you know we're gonna get into my story. Don't believe that anymore and this podcast was birthed out of that that your story matters and that you matter and that where you are you can make an impact on those around you and so I do cringe at myself a lot but this podcast has literally meant everything to me and so that's why I want to make this YouTube literally mean everything to me too so we're going to be doing a combination of things I'll have comedy clips on here because y'all know 
I'm out here trying to thirst myself out and quit my corporate job at any way possible. So if you need anything, a funeral or bar mitzvah, book me. I got a new website. We're going to have podcasts on here. <laughs> We're going to have sketches. I want your stories on here. I want to make videos of y'all stories. I have lots of things that my little creative brain is thinking of. So stay tuned. But for now, I want to kick off the channel telling my story about who I am. So buckle up. Let's go. I guess we'll go all the way back to birth. So, <laughs> just kidding. I was born in Florida and I moved to Georgia on my literal ninth birthday. So, I moved to Georgia because I thought that my dad got a job. That's what I was told. It turns out he just like got arrested and was in a rehab in Georgia and my parents were like on the verge of a divorce. So, we we're like, okay, we're moving to Georgia. We're going to give it one last try. Because addiction runs like very like... <clears throat> rampant in my family or whatever and so <laughs> I was told my whole life like Montana like your last name is Duran you cannot drink don't drink whatever so we moved to Georgia we started like going to church more and so like I essentially grew up in church but I remember we would start opening up about our life in church and I remember feeling judgment for the first time and so I would always be that Christian that would like go to church and every Sunday I would get saved and still low-key, I do that because I always say the prayer when it's like, who wants to get Jesus? It's me. I always raise my hand just in case. But that started from the guilt. From I just like would tell my story to people and they would make me feel bad because like my brother was like kind of, you know, getting in trouble all the time. would be in the paper, you know, like he was whatever. And like they would judge and I'd be like, well, we're supposed to be coming to church to like be accepted and y'all are judging, whatever. So that was just like a really small Baptist town, church town that we lived in. And then when I was in high school, we started going to this church in like a town over. It's like a nice, it was like a nicer place or like way more nicer, not as judgmental. So we started driving 45 minutes to church, okay? Well, my mom and dad start loving it. They like want to move because they're like, oh my God, we love Jesus. We love this church. Let's move. And so I'm literally... 16 years old okay so y'all move me when i'm nine years old whatever you move me again when i'm 16 and you say it's for god made me get so mad at god so mad i was like god you're a loser and like loki that started this anger in my heart towards god okay so then um we literally moved for church in a small group so i'm still like involved in it i still like have to go but i'm only going because like my parents make me so then i get to college this is where Things get real okay I'm trying to keep this condensed you know for you guys but stay with me okay <laughs> I, <laughs> okay so I go to college okay I'm like peace out church I don't go to church I get caught up in the wrong crowd okay so I go to the hospital I start drinking and I full-on before the age of 21 was hospitalized four times for alcohol poisoning the last time that I was hospitalized, the doctor came in the room and said, there was blood all over my shirt. I like literally do not even know where the blood came from or how I got there any of the four times. Um, but he came in and he said, I don't know how you are alive right now. You must have some guardian angel looking out for you. You have five, you were five to six times over the legal limit. And like, 
that still wasn't enough for me to stop partying or drinking or doing anything. I still was just running away from everything that I had grown up with, hanging around the wrong crowds, being around the wrong people in the wrong relationships in the wrong scene. I started at this point like mixing um, drugs with alcohol and I had never really done that before. I started doing like cocaine. I was like full on like addicted to cocaine for a good solid year and a half of my life. Then like would do pills sometimes too. And I remember getting one night to my lowest point. I went out. It was like any other night you would think. And um, looking back now, like in hindsight, like as a, you know, mature woman who has her life together. Um, <laughs> looking back now, there were so many signs that I should not have went out that night. Like my, my wine bottle cork got stuck in there. I lost, I didn't have my ID with me. There was just so many things that happened that night that were like, don't go out, don't go out. But you know me, I drink a whole bottle of wine. I'm doing, you know, drugos. And then I go out and um, a situation happens with a friend, um, an assault situation. I am speaking now from like a place of like healing so I want you guys to know this like but in the moment I didn't realize what had happened um but I was just on this self-destructive path like I remember um we had went out it was a friend situation I don't know why I'm laughing I'm sorry um we and it was like someone that I trusted and uh, I don't remember anything. I just remember the next day waking up like in pain and then I was told stories and pieced it back together and like through counseling and now I realize it wasn't us all. Um, but in the moment I didn't realize that. So I just kept living this destructive life. And about a month after that assault situation happened, I was out with some friends and a random girl shows up. And this random girl is like, hey, I guess she could tell there was like hurt and pain in my face. And she was like, hey, um, there's a women's conference next week. Like, you should come. Would you be interested? And something was like kind of interested. So I gave this girl my number. In hindsight, I'm so glad I did. But in the moment, I was like, why did I give this girl my number? Because she just like kept blowing me up blowing my phone up and was like hey come to this conference um so i ended up going i like battled back and forth like should i go should i go so so i go to this conference guys church and i'm full-on still addicted to cocaine still strung out not wanting to go so i walk into the church this church i like have grown up in essentially but haven't been in four years because i thought the church would burn down if i walked in because i was a, such a sinner and I had abandoned everything I knew in my life. I was a sinner, the worst of these. The prodigal daughter is returning to church, okay? So I walk up in this church. I'm so anxious. I'm like, I have cocaine with me because I'm full-on addicted. Sorry, Mommy and Situ, if you're watching. Um, it's fine. I'm healed now, sanctified, healing people. <laughs> but I walk in and I have it with me. And I... And 
so anxious, so I go to the bathroom and have to do some to calm me down. That's how addicted I was. So I go do a line of cocaine in the bathroom at church, go out, my friends have no idea what's going on. Um, we go, they sit us at the front row of the church, second row maybe, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, second row. And then before the conference sometimes, they have you like come up and play games. Usually they pre-select people now, but before they were like, they would just pick people. So they're like, who's here with your best friend? This girl I just met like raises her hand. And so I'm like, okay, I'm here with my best friend too. So we go up on stage, we win this game. And I remember being like, that was so weird. I just did drugs and then I got on this stage and then we they played these songs worship songs and I grew up in church and I would always see people raise their hands but it never really made sense but like I just remember feeling something that I had never felt before and then I remember sitting like in the service and hearing the woman's story about how it's Taylor Medusa shout out if you're listening to this you know manifesting but she told her story about how she was a preacher's daughter and she got pregnant like as a teenager and then like the baby like ended up passing away and she was like holding it and she was like I'm a preacher's daughter and this is this is this if God can use me he can use anyone and that phrase literally stuck with me and like in that moment it wasn't an instant like everything was okay in my life honestly low-key things got worse after that happened um in that moment God became very real to me and literally the rest of my life is never going to be the same it's never been the same since I like I said, it didn't instantly change overnight, but from that moment on, I started going to counseling. I realized what had happened with the assault and I realized and started a healing journey. I started, I had to quit school there for a minute because of some family situation and I ended up going back to school and finishing like on my own, like crazy. I started going to the same church that that conference saved my life and volunteering and ended up like leading a women's group there and being very involved there so that was the first conference I went to the very next year I go to the conference alone this time um, because it was really meant a lot to me and I only went the one day that very initial first year okay so the second year I go back I'm like I want to go all three days this time it's a three-day women's conference so I go by myself and I'm sitting next to this random stranger who lives in Buckhead and the assault happened in Buckhead. I'm sitting next to this random stranger and she's like, I live in Buckhead. We're like vibing all weekend. I feel like this woman's like my soulmate. And uh, she's like, after the weekend's over, she's like, hey, y'all should come to my place in Buckhead. One year. And I had been going to counseling that whole year, been like doing my volunteering, doing my healing, doing everything. And I was like, mmm. I still like I'm healing and I feel good and I feel like I'm on the right path but I'm never gonna go to Atlanta like I want to go to this city like country and have a farm and, and if you know me you know that's that's not me but that's what the trauma did to me so the first time I went back to Atlanta after the assault was to go to this woman's apartment we go to this woman's apartment we're sitting on her roof and I'm dreaming because this whole time that I'm healing that whole year from one conference to the other, I'm listening to podcasts, I'm listening to these Bible studies, I'm listening, I'm trying to learn more about this God and this Jesus that became really real to me at that conference. 
and there was these churches that I was listening to on podcasts that were mobile churches and they were like in Miami they were in LA and like it was like Chad Beach and like um Rich Wilkerson they had Zoe and Boo and they would do the podcast and that those podcasts got me through school and they would they would talk about their churches how they would like build up and tear down and these venues every Sunday and I thought it was the coolest thing ever but I didn't want to move you know I was like you know traumatized I want to go to the country while well, I'm sitting on this woman's roof dreaming like wouldn't it be cool if there was something like that here God really reinvigorated the like love for the city for me because I used to go all the time just to party but after that situation I was just so traumatized I couldn't like go back to the city so I'm on the roof, okay? Dreaming, praying, loving Jesus. Look to my left or my right. This is my right. Uh, it's the same hotel that the, the assault happened. It was like the most full circle moment. I was like, oh my God, like God, I was, a year ago, I was hurting, broken, so lost, so disgusted, so broken, so low, never felt worse. And one year later, like, you've brought me so far. This is crazy. Like, I want to come to this city to help people and to help women to, like, never have to feel that way, okay? And then literally, like, a month after that happens, like, the pastor that I was a part of the church at the time announces that there's a church coming to a midtown, a, a local, uh, I mean, not a local, but a, a mobile church is coming and from that second I was like I gotta be a part of that and so at that location is where I really learned like how to be a leader in a sense I don't know <laughs> and like have a voice and like learned about Jesus learned about the church learned about so much stuff and from there I really feel like my purpose was birthed out of because through being involved with the church my pastor, once I graduated college, I was still very involved. That's when I started doing the women's group there at that church. I got in a car accident right after I graduated college and literally almost died. <laughs> my ankle, still a little swollen from where I broke it. And I literally look like I got cankles, but I'm, I'm manifesting a man that will love me with my little fat ankle and all, okay? So I'm in this car accident. I hit my, my head hits the windshield, bad concussion, broken ankle, broken spirit, because getting through college, whole other story in itself. Sidebar, had to kick my dad out of the house. Still made it through college, though. So I graduated. I'm like, freedom! Let me start this women's group. Let me invest in this community. Like, really like healing this is what I want to do I want to heal women who have been through trauma then I go almost die and so I have to cancel it's I the accident happens my second meeting with this women's group my second meeting I'm literally having to text these women hey guys gotta cancel small group literally in the ambulance <laughs> like, I was so angry in the ambulance because of this okay so that just started the like that recovery process from the accident started the biggest depression of my life um i was depressed when my dad's stuff happened and when the assault stuff happened and when a big breakup happened but i was never like 
suicidal in the sense of like I wanted to really do it and die but in that moment from the accident I remember being like God why didn't you just kill me because I'd rather just be dead I had to work I've been working from home y'all want to talk about the COVID sis has been working from home since October 2019 that's why this YouTube channel exists I'm going crazy I started talking to myself said might as well get a camera sorry I'm just getting closer Anyway, so I'm really suicidal in this moment. And my pastor's wife from the same church goes, I'm like, finally, like, Gloria, like, why didn't God just kill me? Gloria Stella? And she goes, let, she calls me, she goes, let's pray. Because that's what we do. That's, that's how we fight our battles. And she goes, she's praying over me, and I'm like sobbing because I'm so depressed. And she's like, I hope you get purpose from this pain for that you will reveal to her her purpose, okay? And so the prayer really did, prayer really does help me. It gives me peace, like it calms me down. It's like literally one of the only things that works. I don't know why I, it's always like my, apparently sometimes my last resort. I'll be like freaking out and then I pray and I'm good. I'm like, why not just do that first? So she prays over me, I'm feeling better. Well, then the next week she's like, I guess a little worried about me, which she should have been. I was not okay. Brain trauma will really do that to you. <laughs> so she goes she goes she goes hey Montana let's why don't you start planning events let's plan an event for the single people there's a lot of single people at our church let's plan events so I'm really depressed we plan she's like I want to do something for singles for Valentine's Day it's a cliche day for them to be sad okay so so we were like Valentine's Day it's a cliche day for the singles to be sad let's plan a funny event let's hire a comedian so i'm doing the research super depressed look up this website to hire comedians they're very expensive so we had to shelf the idea we're getting to know each other i'm you know still in my boot still super depressed but we're getting to know each other and i'm like telling her about myself and i'm like one of the things i love to do is just make people laugh and she goes why don't you just be the comedian and i'm just like what and she's like yeah you and i'm like what and he's like, yeah. So, I don't know. I, we do this 21-day fast at the beginning of every year. And I'm like, okay, I'll do it. So, I'm like, okay, I'm fasting for jokes. So, I don't eat for jokes. And I'm like, please, God, help me. And in that time, he was like, I really think, because before I had graduated, podcast got me through so much of my own personal life and personal college and like helped me learn so much I was obsessed with podcasts I'm, I am obsessed with podcasts and I had said in the women's group that I had the first meeting you know the, before the second one before the accident I said yeah guys I really yeah, hate my job and want to start a podcast and the girl was like you should just start one who cares if no one listens just start it and so I just never did it well, when I was recovering from the accident, I had this app that I had found Anchor about it. And so I've had this app in my phone. And so it's January. I'm thinking about jokes. Something is like, you need to start that podcast. So I start the podcast like a week before um, the comedy thing. Tell my story for the first time and really feel like that was the first time I ever like was finding a voice. So then I get on stage, never been on stage before comically, comedically <laughs> or anything except Valentine's Day. I get on there. I'm freaking out the whole week. Literally, Pittsville couldn't do it. So scared. <laughs> so I get up on Valentine's Day and do it, and I come alive. 
the podcast really, I really do think the podcast helped me with my comedy, like, be confident in who I was. Um, even though it was only like two weeks. I don't know, it just did something to me. So I'm like, I came alive doing it and I was like, God, that's why you didn't kill me. In that moment, I was like, this is, it's all making sense. And all my Christian friends, they're so about purpose. I am too. I think we all have a purpose, so don't get me wrong. But they're all like, that is, you have to do it. You have to do it or God is going to be mad at you. That's your purpose. You found it. You found it. Go for it. So I'm like, okay, I'm so happy. I'm on such a high. Then I'm scheduled to do my very first open mic on March 12th, 2020. I don't know if you guys remember what happened March 12th, 2020, but that's the day that the world stopped turning <laughs> because COVID. And so it was like I had been going through so many things that really I was on such a high from the comedy thing that I, and I needed it. The COVID happened and it was such a low and th through most of COVID I was living at home with my two nephews working from home again. It was just so much that my I stopped everything about comedy. I stopped it. Um, didn't even care about it until August of this last year. I like found this guy on YouTube, got in the rabbit hole, moved to Atlanta, found a girl, started going to open mics again. Not again, for the first time. <laughs> in November, in all, the end of October. And then started making TikToks in November. And then in January, you're all here. And we're all here together in this Facebook group, podcast, YouTube, Instagram, interwebs. Calling the One. If you're here from Calling the One, what's popping? Like, I'm very shook up about my whole story. Like, Everything that I've been through, the assault, my dad's situation, the terrible breakup, the wreck, the COVID. It's been so much, but genuinely, the healing came through doing the hard work, but also like watching comedy and doing things like comedy really did save me. Jesus, always, of course, duh, Jesus saved my life. But comedy and healing go hand in hand. And so I want to help others on their healing journey comedically as best as I can. That's what I'm here for. I'm here to have real conversations. My story matters. Your story matters. All of our stories matter. We're all in this together. And I believe that the best is yet to come. Over the last year, I've been tried and stretched so many times. I quit for six weeks. This podcast was on a break for six weeks. But also like... We're in LLC. Don't know what that means. I'll find out when I go do my taxes in a couple weeks. But we have a website. Um, merch. A YouTube channel now. A tickety-tockety. A Facebook. Like, we have a lot. And it's not. I would not be here if it weren't for you. If it weren't for... It, we're all here together. I've prayed for every single person that's listening to this. I prayed for you before. I do, do anything. This video I did... Any podcast I've ever done, it's all very intentional. And I promise that this is only the beginning. And this, I just wanted to introduce myself and like tell you my story. That's who I am. I'm very raw and real. And like, I'll just tell you whatever. I have no shame. Literally none. I'm coming from a healed perspective. I should have probably said it at the beginning. And maybe we'll do a cut. Like trigger warnings, okay? 
um, all my episodes trigger warnings because I will talk about anything and I prom I just want to make you laugh and then cry. That's all I want to do. Okay? That's literally all I want to do. I love you. I mean it. Like, I guess we're doing this. So, welcome to my channel. <laughs> Bye!